What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us this week is a super talented Pedro Ramos. Hello, everyone. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show topic ideas, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. T- the TikToks, the TikToks, and MoGraph.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our TikTok. Get our numbers up. They're they're moving. They're moving. We're getting close to be able to have you, have do you a live stream. Beaten and your daughter yet? Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds she weird. Actually, have you made your daughter yet? <laughs> <laughs> your uh, Do your parents know what, what what was the thing in school? People would say. I don't know. Does uh, does the principal know that your parents beat you or something? Because you can't. Yes or no. It doesn't matter what you say. No. You know. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, my daughter made a TikTok about the fact that we were beating her. Oh, that's you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Because dad, you know, dad's cool because he's got more TikTok followers. Right. You know. Right. Uh, so check us out on there. We're going to do a live stream hopefully when we hit. A thousand on there, and just uh, say hi and talk That'll about be fun. motion graphics. It'd be cool to get the, the show on there as well. You know, yeah, while yeah. we're live streaming, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so we can get rated. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Just we'll turn comments off. How about that? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, does that really matter? The, I mean, the TikTok algorithm. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I guess it doesn't matter. We won't even have to engage in the content. And it's not um, like that stuff's going to come through to ours, our chat, will it? True. Yeah. No, it won't. It won't. Uh, a couple of week wrap-up things I wanted to talk about. Number one is this Thursday night, Thursday yeah. evening, we've got a live special with Caitlin, the brush-up special. So if you're into Procreate, make sure that you uh, check that out. Come ask questions if you want to uh, learn a little bit more about the course and uh, what it offers. Or Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Questions. I'm sure if you got Procreate questions, she could come, you know, totally answer that. And uh, so stop by 8 p.m. Central. That's when that's going to be. And then, of course, don't forget about Monday. Mm-hmm. A week from today is going to be our holiday special that we do Yay. every year with Arya and EJ. And I got to get on that. I got to get that set set up for the drop like right. I did with the Halloween episode. So let's see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we don't have a show on the 27th, correct? Correct. We yeah. are going to... Relax. Yeah, we're going to have a re- nice relaxing day, you know. Hope we don't have any big projects, because I would I'm love sure, to take I'm a day sure off. sure we do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's that, and uh, yeah, we're going to slow down and chill, finish some things that we're working on mm-hmm. behind the scenes. A lot we're still working on behind the scenes, um, trying to launch uh, our new thing, uh, which mm-hmm. is going to be, uh, if you're in the Discord, you, you've seen me testing it if you're at campograph mm-hmm. you saw me testing it our new 24 7 streaming channel yeah for motion graphics that uh we are getting closer and closer to launching so if you've noticed i have that vertical screen in this office has been here all year i've been building a mini television station mm-hmm. so we're almost done with the <clears throat> with the sponsorship deals and the media deals and the uh, all all the things, and I think that uh, is something everybody could get involved with uh, eventually if they'd like to. And uh, I think it's gonna be pretty fun. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. So 
Uh, just keep an ear out for that. Uh, we don't have an official launch date. There's just it's it's new territory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's new territory. There's a lot of little things that we're trying to work out as far as like automation and scheduling and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, yeah, we are gonna launch hopefully at the beginning of the year. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully. sometime near close to the beginning of the year. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. Uh, it's not gonna make promises. And then hate myself for not yeah. getting it done because I didn't work 24 hours a day to get right. it done. I'm just going right. to keep moving. You do so. enough. You do more than enough, Dave. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. plenty of, of client work and things to do. So um, let's, let's talk about you now, Pedro. Let's talk about uh, all the things. We got to hang out for the first time in January of 2019 when we were at MDC. Yes. Pre-dystopian world, yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. The before times was great. We were just branching over across the pond, so to speak, to, you know, meet some of our friends that we know from the interwebs who don't make it over here that often. So uh, it got cut a little bit short, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So it was um, great. So you... mm -hmm. It was great, right? We had a great time here in London with... um, People from the chat as well, from the Slack yeah. channel. Gav, yeah. Phil, Ray Zero was here as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy, a bunch yeah, of Phil and Ray Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil and Ray Zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it was fun. Yeah. Who else was there? There, there were quite a few. Uh, Cla- yeah. Claudio. Yeah. Claudio. And, uh, um, yeah. The good old days, the good old before times. But Matt Are, hasn't met you, and, and yeah. you were freelancing at the time back then. Uh, just no, I was I was working for a for an agency like a mm. PR and marketing agency. Uh, um, that same year, later that year is when I started working for Territory in August 2019. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, how has that been? So it's been great so far. So good. Um, I've, I mean, I've had the chance to work on many film and TV projects and it's, it's been great, great experience. I've been, um, improving a lot and, uh, in many different aspects and, uh, it's been great. Uh, it's, it's a bit funny how I landed a job there because, uh, it was through, uh, Nick Lyons actually. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Who yeah. You Love guys Nick have met, I guess, right? Guy in a while. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Great artist as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met him at a VR event, um, uh, earlier that year, in uh, before I joined, so in May, was June, it I think. In it was. actual real life, or was it in VR? <laughs> no, it was a, a real VR life event, event. So I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a talk about VR and, and okay, um, okay. Yeah, he talked about a couple of projects that he worked on, and uh, yeah, at the end of the talk, I just uh, went up to him, said hi, and um, <clears throat> yeah, just talked for a couple of minutes, and um, and I th- said that I loved. Uh, the work at Territory and such and he said yeah mate like send me your reel and I'll pass it on to HR and yeah after cool. literally the day after that they yeah. sent me an email saying hey Pedro would you like to come over for an interview uh, next week and I was super pumped it was uh, the happiest day of, of that year for sure so that's cool that's so, awesome yeah, that's yeah cool. it's um, I had been willing to work at Territory for quite some time now actually because uh, on my way to work my previous job Mm-hmm. I I had to walk by territory, so I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would look up the uh, 
every time at the building and thinking, ah, one day, one day, one day, I'll land a job there. Yeah, you see all these other motion designers walking in as you're walking past. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, actually, and then then you continue walking to your job with your head down and Charlie Brown song (laughs) plays. Yeah, sometimes listening to your podcast, guys, to motivate myself to work on personal projects throughout my game as well. You know, that's cool. That was the game. I remember you were doing. uh, You had those those kind of. Uh, what would you call them? Like those rainbowy metallic? Didn't you have like some rainbowy metallic business cards you were oh, passing yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, holographic, and, and like throwing them around in the bathroom and everything. <laughs> yeah, you pick them up. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's yeah, one way to get your name out there. Of course, yeah. Uh, so very nineties though, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go back though. Let's let's go back to the start uh, and and tell everybody how you got started and uh, if you went to school, didn't go to school, mm-hmm. and, and how you learned what you learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess like I've been like most of us here. I just uh, taught myself by watching tutorials. Good old Andrew Kramer After Effects mm-hmm. basics tutorials. That was mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, maybe two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. That's when I started using After Effects. Um, I'm a bit um, more well-versed in After Effects than cinema, I think, over mm-hmm. the year. I mean, Same. yeah. Um, but I think the, the, the real inception of it all was starting with Photoshop, like playing around with Photoshop mm-hmm. when I was 15. I'm now 33, so it's, it's rained since then. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, um, that, that's how I started, just doing playing around with Photoshop, um, and then started playing around with After Effects. Um, I also did a, um, a degree in uh, audiovisual communications back in Spain, which is where I'm from mm-hmm. originally. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, I did a master's degree in art direction for advertising. Cool. Um, okay. Still nice. in Spain, yeah. And then after so, that... Oh, sorry, no, go ahead. So you were, you were able to do like... Because you kind of come from the same background we do mm-hmm. which is maybe a little more video i guess a bit more yeah. production yeah and, yeah, and yeah so you know trying to get into this world uh usually technically is fairly easy but mm-hmm. then when it comes to the art of it uh, uh art direction um color theory all of that mm-hmm. did you get that when you went to for your uh, your art direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it called? What was the degree called? Um, so my degree was audiovisual communications, mm-hmm. and so the, uh, there, yeah, yeah, there we learned about like media in general. It's is is closely right. that type of degree is closely tied to journalism actually. Okay, but uh, you can end up working on TV like a as a, a TV right. program director film director, that sort of stuff. Um, uh, but then I specialized in art direction for advertising. Because at the beginning, I mean, at the beginning, when uh, when I finished my first degree and before I did my master's, I wanted to work in advertising. Not knowing that well what I wanted to do, really, but um, I knew that it had to be in the creative field. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, prefer to f- I prefer to focus on the... On yeah, on our direction and the look of things. I'm, I've never considered myself a very technical guy. Still to this day, I prefer to focus on direction. Was was the ad stuff more like was the advertising stuff more about marketing and advertising, or was it more like the color theory and the, the actual um, art? It had a bit of everything, uh, but it was stronger on on the art 
really on the on the basic cool. theory yeah color composition that was um what made you decide to go back and get your masters um well i thought that um first of all in, in spain many many people have a master's degree it's almost okay. like a it's almost like a um like a natural progression that people when they finish the the degrees they just do a master's for a year or two okay. um I did the same also because in in Spain the the job market is is not the best. Okay. It's not it's not that bad at the moment, but it's, it's traditionally it's never been the best. And um, spending that extra year after your degree is almost like postponing what's inevitable, which is not having a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess also because I wanted to take it up a notch, take my education up a notch. At the same time. Uh, as I was studying, I would just watch tutorials and try to learn mm-hmm. the most I could. So That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm checking out your website right now, and, uh, and your reel, of course. Oh, okay. Tell us about the... Too late. Uh, They've yeah. seen everything. That's all right. Um, everything. Tell us about like some of your favorite projects, I guess, before territory like what were you working on okay at that point um so i so when i finished my master's degree hey actually, that's my name <laughs> yes sorry <laughs> yes yeah yeah <laughs> dave's oh uh, is there as well um that's funny that's funny uh, the, these are all personal projects actually so when i finished my master's degree i'm i was an english teacher actually for a year a bit less than really a year. yeah i was yeah hmm. Uh, back in Spain, and then I moved to London in 2014, and I landed a job at a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lasted seven, eight months there. Then I got another designer's job. It, it was a graphic designer. Uh, I did a little bit of motion as well, but uh, not as much. Then I landed another job at a marketing agency, a bigger mm-hmm. one, um, and there I would do. A lot of explainer videos, corporate explainer videos, which is um, my favorite. You know, got to put in your time, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, sometimes it was a bit of a bit of a pain. You can you can be very creative with them, obviously, but sometimes yeah. the topics are so dry that it's. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a good experience <clears throat> anyway, and um, and uh during that time i would uh go back home after my nine to five and and work on personal projects so up until very recently all the projects that you could see on my website are were personal so i'm a huge huge (laughs) believer on on the power of personal projects because that's that's where you can really test new techniques um absolutely experiment yeah and just create your own voice, right? Because when yeah. nobody's paying you, you are... You're uh, the director. Exactly. Yeah. You're the director of, the, of your own piece. So, so yeah, no that's changes, what I would do. You know. And there's no changes. <laughs> the Perhaps there are or even more, actually. Or there's way too many changes right, that exactly. you just can never get to. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you're the one who says, uh, okay, we can move on from this, right? And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, it's, uh, I love it. And still to this day, I... I work on personal projects or little tests and such. In fact, I'm rendering something as we speak, so I hope that doesn't screw up Crash. the, the <laughs> recording. Yeah. Hopefully That's not. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what so, made you what made you decide to move from Spain 
to the UK specifically? Um, well, the nice weather and the food. Okay. <laughs> it's a joke, obviously. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, it took me a bit, you know, but yes. <laughs> uh, no, it was... Uh, Typical in, American, Matt. In yep, fact, you know. uh, no, in fact, um, I, I had been... Um, I've been thinking about moving to, to the UK for quite some time before I did. <clears throat> so I moved in, moved to the UK in 2014, uh, visited for the first <laughs> time in my life in 2008, spent about here. Cool. And um, I went to a little city uh, in the south by the beach called Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Spent there a few, a few days and um, with a few friends, we did uh, day trips to other places. Uh, one of them was London. When I came mm-hmm. to London, I actually told myself that one day I would live here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. Um, yeah, a few years later, I moved here. Um, also mainly because I, the industry, the motion graphics industry, is, is much, much bigger. In, yeah, first of, of all, course. in the UK yeah. than in Spain, but, uh, but so much more in London than any, any other European cities. So to speak, it's the hub Give me on this second, side guys. of the... Sorry, my kid's school is calling. <laughs> That's okay. Keep going. Oh, boy. He's yeah, in so, trouble. <laughs> yeah, so I was saying that the... Um, yeah, I mean, London is the hub, really, for the motion graphics industry, okay. the film industry. Um, and yeah, I thought that it was it's the place to be if you are in this industry and want to work for a big studio. It, it has changed since, though. Obviously, location is not as important anymore. But right. um, but yeah, it's uh, we're going to talk about that as well, maybe because uh, location, yeah, not being important. Yeah. Is, uh, um, I guess one of the questions that I was going to ask you earlier is: Do we do? I'm trying to figure out if we know anybody else who is there with you. I know we've talked to people from uh, there's the U.S. branch, right? Where is yes. that located? Yeah, that's San in San Francisco, Francisco. California. That's yeah, with San Francisco. Marty, Marty Romances. Yeah, he Marty mm-hmm. yeah. he runs that that studio in San Francisco, and um, yeah, with the slightly bigger studio is is here in London. Mm-hmm. Who do we know? Do we know anybody there? Who do you, who do you work with? Joel. Joel. Joel okay, yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys uh, had him on the show, I think, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I know. I always the, say that. Oh, he was on the show a few weeks ago, and it was like six months. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I, I know for a fact that you guys know Nick, obviously Nick Lyons, yeah. but he he yeah. left mm-hmm. literally. Actually, oh, it's really? funny because he left two weeks um, before I joined, so we never got to work together. Oh, really? Which is a shame. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. What is he doing now? Yeah, what's he doing now? Um, I think he's freelancing. Uh, okay. NickLines.tv. Good. Cool. <laughs> <All right>. let's, <laughs> let's hook him up because, yeah, he's such That's a great fun. guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know who else. Um, not sure. I don't <laughs> think you've had any other person from Territory in, on the show other than Joel. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've yeah, been following be you it. guys for a while and I don't remember it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, so, what was it like, though, during the the pandemic uh, the yeah, and are y'all are y'all still going are y'all going into studio now or are you still um, remote? we are mainly remote but we are going to the studio at least a couple of days a week um mm-hmm. it's uh we have a sheet where we 
I don't know if I can say this. I guess I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we we go a couple of days a week, basically, mm-hmm. and it, and it's good because it's, you get to hang out with with your colleagues yeah. after. It's right. it's just yeah. the connection that you establish in person is is just not. It's the same. not the same as online. It's not, not the, the same. same as online at all. There yeah. are certain aspects that are better though, um, like because when you share screens and and um, mm-hmm. you can point out certain things with a marker and stuff. There are, I think it's, um, it, it still works, still mm-hmm. works, but the connection, the, the personal connection that you have, which is important as well, um, it's, it's just, um, you cannot, you cannot replace that, I think. For sure. Um, yeah. How, yeah. how difficult was it though? Cause like sometimes, like I know some studios before COVID were just so, so structured and so locked down and so mm-hmm. opposed to any sort of remote work. Was it that kind of situation, or was it pretty easy to to move over? Um, so for us, the designers, I feel like it was fairly easy. However, if you ask the IT managers, <laughs> uh, they might tell you a completely different story. Because, I mean, honestly, just a big shout out to all IT people out there <laughs> working for companies, studios, and such. Because it's, it, it, I'm I'm pretty sure that that would they've achieved this is is just quite big because it is a big it's a big uh, security challenge just mm-hmm. imagine that Absolutely. we're working on film and tv mm-hmm. shows big ndas um don't and, want spoilers yeah. and stuff like that exactly yeah, yeah. i can imagine exactly yeah. and um yeah it's it, it must be a massive massive challenge however for us the artists in my case at least i, I have a have a decent pc at home so i was already set mm-hmm. up from the get-go um, but um, yeah, some other people just had to borrow laptops and such. And uh, I mean, we're still we're still able to remote in and send renders to the farm and everything, so it That's works good. pretty smoothly. And I don't. Are think you doing that- most of the work from home and then transferring stuff over to like a central server or something? Or well, yeah, are you working to through server. like uh, uh, Teradici remote. or something like that? Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're remoting in. We're remoting. Okay. In. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I found any... I found that 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 like doing it that way helps c- keep everything pretty secure, you know. Yes. Because as long as you've got good employees who aren't gonna like, you know, transfer files from one to the next or something like that. I mean, if they were gonna do that, they were gonna do that whether they were remote or not, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you know, I, as working remotely through you know Team Viewer, you know Parsec or something. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's basically just as safe, if not safer, you know, than, uh, than, uh, uh, I everyone mean, taking it, stuff as home. long as you got the bandwidth and as yeah. long as you got the right software, uh, team yeah. viewer is pretty awful for it's doing motion terrible. graphics. It's terrible. I hate it's it. It's great for tech support yeah. or whatever, but it's not, I mean, Parsec. Yeah. Just I was talking to, I was talking rules. to Barton the other day and they've got a, they've got an employee in the Ukraine and uh he, they for some reason like the ukraine shut down like or wouldn't allow team viewer to access you know and i had mentioned mm-hmm. parsec mm-hmm. to him he used parsec and he was able to remote in no problem to their computer so much better it's crazy yeah. yeah they were down the problem is you're at the mercy of it s3 or something if it goes down it was down this AWS, week aws yeah or whatever uh, amazon or, stuff and well, amazon yeah. servers yeah i was <clears> trying to just I usually remote to this computer over here mm-hmm. because it's a, a it's a sideways monitor, 
you know, and it's kind of hard to access in the way it's it's not necessarily headless because there's a monitor, but I mm-hmm. it's it's not a good accessible station over there for sure. So mm-hmm. I always use Parsec, and when uh, AWS was out this week with all of those issues, Parsec was out. I was like, I literally can't. This computer is right here, and I'm gonna have to use my feet and walk all the way <laughs> to the other side of the room. Um, can but use your uh, hands—it's like a baby's toy. Baby's toy, yeah. <laughs> so with the remote stuff, um, <clears throat> I guess have you had any issues like that? Uh, do you do you have any issues like with control? The biggest thing for me is trying to rotate in Cinema 4D sometimes <laughs> on the, the software. Yeah, good. Good luck with that. Yeah, that, that's a bit of a yeah. that's a bit of a downer. The uh, there's always a bit of lag, obviously, mm-hmm. which is is expected. Um, so in cinema, actually, sometimes what I do is I I work locally and then I copy the file. If it's like mm-hmm. a quick okay. setup in cinema, yeah. Um, if it's a bit um, if it's a bit more of a complex scene, I try to uh, work from the office. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had that many projects where I have to work uh, with a complex Cinema 4D scene, but um, but yeah, when when I do, I try to work from the office uh, or yeah, like copy the file locally and then copy it to the server. Mm-hmm. Um, After Effects works pretty well; it's decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see that much lag. One one uh, downside that I that I see mainly is is communicational, really. Uh, like maybe somebody's like in the loo or having lunch or whatever and you need to tell them so- uh, something at that very moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that that can be something like missed calls and that sort of stuff like having different schedules right um, mm-hmm. that's one thing because when, when you're in the office you can see if the person is available and, and such right so that's mm-hmm. that's one thing yeah um, so what maybe communication slack or uh, we have Discord Slack. Yeah. Or, we have Slack. Yeah. yeah, we have. I love um, Discord though for just being able to pop in and talk to yeah. people and stuff. You know. Yeah. Mm. Video wise. Oh yeah. But, but you know, yeah. so this is only because we don't pay for the full version of Slack. Like Slack <laughs> is actually well, very nice when you pay for the full version. You can do huddles, which is basically yeah. you know you can gather a bunch of people together to just do a quick video or audio chat. You know. It's like, hey, let's hop into a huddle real quick, which is really nice, you know. Or get but, it for free on Discord. Or just get it for free in Discord, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. We do that, yeah. We do jump on, on huddles every now and again, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. So what's the, the, what is your typical day? Like, mm-hmm. uh, what, is, what is your role? What's your typical day? And what is the workflow like for a project there? Mm-hmm. So um, if, it depends. So my... Kind of forte, if you if you will, is uh, UI, FUI, cool. uh, futuristic user interfaces or fictional mm-hmm. user interfaces. So, in fact, mm-hmm. it's, um, so what I'm going to say is very similar to what Angie Ferret said a few weeks ago, actually, because I would imagine that the nature of her work is, is very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it depends on, on what you're working on. For me, typically, I would work on either a film or TV show, uh, normally doing like screen graphics, and and this can be either um, screen graphics that are going to be played in uh, on set, or mm-hmm. or we do graphics in post production, basically. So we create the graphics, animate them, 
according to the actor's performance performances mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody else or ourselves we just integrate them uh, into the footage and um, to be fair I prefer the second um, option I prefer to to do uh, to cater my animation to to the actor perf- the actor's perfor- performance because it's mm-hmm. um, I think it's easier because the yeah. other way around if, if you have to if you have to do on screen graphics normally what we do is we export either 10 or 20 second loops um, and then uh, somebody somebody on um, on set plays those videos right mm-hmm. um, and that's how it works it's uh, some directors prefer that because you get sometimes you can get um, more genuine um, reactions from the actors because they sure. are seeing the graphics right right mm-hmm. um, but it's got to be hard to match shot for shot like if you have yeah I can something playing at a continuity directors and... having a feel yeah. That, yeah. that one yeah yeah we we normally we normally uh, export like a a bunch of clips that are like are going to account for certain actions so we know these in advance obviously and uh mm-hmm. we just um account for them when when we're animating so for example let's say that one actor is going to press um a certain specific uh, specific area of the screen or this is happening or is going to set off this bump or mm-hmm. whatever so we do that and that could be a clip and then mm-hmm. another clip that is played um right after that um, is, is going to account for, I don't know, like a map that is going to show like a bunch of dots uh, going red or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's um, it was, it's like, something that is like somebody split from... Sorry. No, no, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go uh, ahead. The, uh, the, the actor puts their, let's say they put their, their finger on the screen to press a button, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to be a little bit tedious if you're making that beforehand, because they have to, like, follow it. It's unnatural, right? I don't know. Like I they, feel like that would it be... It forces them to do a, a very specific motion at a very specific time, right? Uh, like, yeah. they have to coordinate it. Yeah, and yeah. Then, it's course, called the next acting, Dave. That's what they're <laughs> professionals for. <laughs> when you put it in in post, you can just, like, track their finger instead. You know, and so it doesn't like they don't have to stop what they're doing acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you but know, then, like to follow that exact motion. Out. Yeah, but um, at the same time, sometimes that, that's that's better because many it's it's not rare at all seeing an actor that is doing mm. like a swipe with their hand and like it's very unnatural. Like you wouldn't do mm. that. But that's but that's the that's the action, right? And you need to work with that in post. Mm-hmm. There's no other. There's I no see. other take. Is is what it is? Is you you have to make the most out of that action. Yeah, and like you have to work around their actions versus exactly. creating the entire animation yourself, and then yeah. the actor working around you. Exactly. I feel yeah, like yes. that way would be much easier. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because you have full range. Yeah. Like they're told. I, I'm assuming they give you like a set of instructions it's like okay yeah they hit this button it says fire you know countdown three seconds screen goes red they hit cancel at the last second or something like this so right. you've got a whole list of things and you're just creating these cool elements then yeah. let the actor do their thing you know yeah both uh, both dynamics have pros and cons really mm-hmm. so me personally i prefer i prefer um, just working in post because I prefer to cater my animation to what somebody has done, 
most of the time actors nail it. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. it's all good. But yeah, have you ever um, seen some where there where you're like, oh come on, like you could do a better job than that? <laughs> or have you ever seen bad you know fooey graphics on on a show and been like, oh what is this? Uh yeah, or like you're, you're watching you're watching like this happens to me when I'm watching like TV with my wife or something and I'll see like a bad cut or something. I'm just like oh that just ruins the whole show for me. Or you accidentally see the boom pole in there. It's like ah oh, you know yeah. Yeah. I can imagine seeing some like really bad fooey stuff could be uh, detrimental for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time you have to you have to realize what this is about, right? F U I and many other um many other areas of uh, of motion graphics they're just there to aid a director to tell a story right it's just to make a point mm-hmm. and that that's probably the most important thing about uh screen graphics is that your thing is just nothing it it appears for for a few frames sometimes yeah. less than a second on screen yeah. and it's just it's just about telling a story and right. that story is the director's story uh, ideally, yeah. if everything yeah. works well in production, yeah. is a director's story. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, well, your your job is, or my job is, is to help tell that story. But sometimes, if yeah. you are graphics, um, are just very bare bones, basic. Just they want to get a point across, and and that's what yeah. you need to do. Sometimes, for example, on Marvel films, you need to get a point across as well as elevate the. Um, elevate the the product in terms of its looks right you need to make something mm-hmm. super flashy very futuristic abstract um mm-hmm. that is going to wow the viewer basically so mm-hmm. yeah it has uh fui has many different different aspects as well. if you're doing if you're doing so let me ask you this if you're doing so say for example you know they give you footage and they're like okay we need you to replace these screens or that we need this like 3d animated fooey thing you know mm-hmm. do you comp everything like do you do the work and then comp it all you know or do you sometimes like do the work and then hand off to someone else some other company or back to whoever studio yeah. you know to do the comping and the lighting and stuff like that hardly ever um, at, at least at Territory and I would imagine that this this is the same in at other studios mm-hmm. um, hardly ever one artist does everything um, yeah I'm sure yeah yeah it's very we have a we have a relatively complex pipeline uh, mm-hmm. where yeah, I mean my job normally is just to concept stuff um, mm-hmm. create the graphics static graphics and illustrator normally uh, we just present those cool. to the client. When they give us green light, we start animating. And then mm-hmm. um, we have Compass who integrate those graphics in, into the footage. Uh, so for yeah. a good example is Brave New World, that TV mm-hmm. show that... Um, I've got it on my website. The project is, is there. So for that one, that was actually my first, uh, my first project using a VFX pipeline, and I learned quite a few things mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, my job was basically concepting, um, and, uh, creating graphics, static, and then animating them. And sometimes okay. I would do like a crappy comp where you can, 
Well, it's just to give the di- uh, the VFX soup and the art directors and everyone involved an idea of what it's going to look like. But it's not properly comped, obviously. The compass do a much right. better job of integrating the graphics and adding new mm-hmm. effects, even and elevating uh, what you do as a designer. Right. So, is this based off the book Brave New World? It is. Yeah, Aldous Huxley's book. Yeah, it's it's a show on ABC. I'm not sure if there was a going to be a second season at all. That, that's the first one. Um, huh. And yeah, we worked on that for about. Nine, ten months. It was my first big project. So you do... Uh, okay, so you were talking about Illustrator, building a lot of the elements out in Illustrator, and then mm-hmm. do you take them over to After Effects? Yeah. And uh, uh, how much how much your work is done in cinema? Um, I would say about... It, it depends on the show. Um, yeah. On that show, Brave New World... I was in cinema maybe like a twenty five percent of the time. Okay. Uh, not that not that much. Many times what we use it for is if we are if we are creating like a like a screen that's gonna be uh, an on screen uh, graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh we sometimes we make like hero objects in cinema. We we mm-hmm. use it for that quite a lot actually. For hero objects that have to be a bit more complex uh, okay. and have something more going on visually. We, we use oh, like maybe there's like that. something being scanned or something like you're talking exactly, about. Exactly. Like yeah. There's a, yeah. We use X particles a lot. Yeah. X particles. Um, you know, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of passes. Passes is a big thing in FUI. Actually, that's that was yeah. one of the yeah. Passes is one of the when I started incorporating passes more in my workflow. That I think that took it to to an extra level. I think. Because uh, I thought, what kind of what kind of different passes are you are you rendering out? So it's it's not uncommon to have for an L pass. It's one that is very typically used in FUI graphics. Yeah. Um, okay. I like to use the ambient occlusion pass and invert it as well. I do that a lot. Okay. Uh, cool. An inverted AO. Um, a lot of wireframe passes, cell renderer, yeah. or yeah. hair. We do that. We do that a lot. Actually, like. Um, when you convert the convert edge to splines mm-hmm. and uh, put a hair material on it, it renders super fast, which is yeah. very important cool. as well in our workflow. So we do that a lot, and uh, yeah, just deep glow on everything and call it a day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that Octane that you're using for uh, that hair render stuff? Um, for the hair render stuff, no. Actually, we we use um, Redshift as a GPU renderer. At the studio and also yeah, you can, Arnold. You can, you can, it's the same type of thing with uh, Redshift, I've found. Well, I was asking because you were stuff. looking at this this week trying yeah, to figure that out. And that's why yeah. I found out mm. that it's it's basically the same. Yeah. Um, my pool guy's here. Just give me one second, guys. You guys that's keep right. talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, um, yeah, we use, we yeah. use um, uh, mm. a GPU render, Redshift, and then Arnold as well, but also physical and standard. In fact, we use a lot of standard for FUI stuff. It's, yeah, uh, I can imagine it's fast, right? It's, it's just, super fast, of course, yeah. yeah. I, when I when I did this <laughs> talk for Max on earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time I was using the standard renderer because it, for what we do, which is very graphical, uh, the treatment is, is, is just more than good enough with, with the standard renderer and it render yeah. super quick. So, yeah, so good yeah. with that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, a second a frame sometimes for yeah. for very simple stuff like that, and it's kind of like, what's the point of uh, what's the point of trying to to do it GPU? It probably would be slower to do it in GPU exactly, by yeah. the time it like yeah yeah because um, I thought I thought it was um, I mean when when you don't know that much about the process, one can make the mistake of thinking that everything comes as it is from the camera or it's just you tweak stuff in, in After Effects just um, add a couple of effects and such but it, it's not if you break down one of our projects you'll see dozens of, of uh, passes sometimes it's um, some, sometimes what we do is just use the same pass repeated with different effects and you overlay it on top or add, add it on screen mode or something like that and that gives right. it that interesting look so do you ever get do you ever get bored of of Fui <laughs> though? Like uh, or, or like what do you do? I guess what do you do to keep it like fresh and to stay mm. interested in it, you know? Yeah. Because I imagine that there's a lot of different things you can do, but like example, if I were doing just one specific thing all day every day, I feel like I'd have to find a way to 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 spice it up a little bit. Yes. Um, well, so I do a few things, I'd say. First of all, no projects it is, is the same. And um, the good thing about working uh, in these type of projects, FUI projects, is that you get to at least do some research. Not, I, I was going to say at least understand. Not, not, not so much understand, but at least you do some research on various different topics. So sometimes you're going to be creating like... Uh, screen graphics for a submarine for a car mm. for i don't know like a like an exhibition center like a spaceship so it's not it's uh, every project is very different and within uh, the same project you get to work on on uh, different sets where the nature of the graphics are is very different one from another so that's um, you get to learn about dna what dna uh, looks like all like representations <laughs> of DNA. That, that's a very typical yeah. one. Um, I don't know, like more mid militaresque graphics. So uh, I guess you get a, to do a lot more. Like when you're, you know, you were talking about the hero stuff. That's yeah. that's when you really get to do a bunch of new. Yes. stuff, Yes. Right? Yeah. When when something when something has like an important hero element, that's where you put more more effort in, in making it look flashy right because some uh, most likely is going to be like a central element on the screen that's going to appear and it's going to be perhaps even fundamental to the story so that that's when you spend more time on it um uh, back to uh variety uh, when when you are a little bit at least in my case when i'm a little bit tired of working in fui keep in mind that i'm usually playing around cinema and and work or either that or play or doing a personal project at the same time right so i have that vari variety uh mm -hmm. the only other problem is that i don't get time off <laughs> the screen basically <laughs> right that that's per perhaps a bigger problem for me um but yeah no i try to spice it up um if i am too tired of working on on like an fui project i I, most of the time I have like a side project. In fact, I do have one now that that allows me to, you know, just stay away from the 2D graphics for a bit 
And in fact, this uh, earlier this year, I was involved on uh, more Cinema 4D related projects at the beginning of the year. Um, so, and I was actually missing working on an FUA project, and I did one, uh, a personal one called Arion Twenty Four. And there you go. So, it's uh, I don't so far I haven't got super tired of it. I'm not burnt yet. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm not going to be anytime soon. But yeah. But so far, I'm I'm good. Do you ever get to go on set, or is that a very specific job for a specific person? Um, no, that that uh, depends on the availability of, of every designer. What what kind of um, what kind of graphics you're working on? So, for example, I I got to work on. I guess I can I can say now because the film is out. I got my very very first. Uh, FUI project was actually uh, the James Bond film, the latest James Bond film. Oh, okay. And I got to work on set for a couple of days. Um, and uh, that was before COVID. And um, yeah, but it was like, uh, it was not really, I kind of consider it a project that I've worked on for long because it was only for a couple of weeks. And actually, I was working with somebody else's graphics. And um, that is actually that that's a very moment I learned that um at a place like Territory and I guess any other relatively big studio, you don't really get to own much of a project. Everything is is a shared effort. And and uh, I think it's great that it's that way. Because um you start working on, on something but then two days down the line somebody else takes it and elevates it. Or you do the same when somebody else's graphics. So everything, absolutely everything is a shared effort. And no artist can say, oh, this is mine. This, Yeah, I'm responsible for right. this. So egos yeah. are not very welcome. So, <laughs> um, What about um, Unreal in all of this? Because one of my questions would be, you know, you're designing all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, these interfaces... Well, they look complex. The things that the actors are doing with them are not that complex. They're, they're swiping, they're hitting buttons, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So um, is there any talk of, of integrating a little bit more of actual programming in, into the things that you're doing? Yeah, somehow? yeah, So they yeah. can actually, you know, touch screen and not have to, like, you know, time it right and fake it on yeah. set? Yeah, territory, actually, we've got people who are capable of using it. Um, and... Um, I know that at least there have been a couple of projects where we've used it. Um, I personally don't, don't, don't use, I mean, I've opened it and have placed a few objects around, a few lights and such, but I haven't, I haven't properly used it. Um, however, it's, it's, I was going to say is the future, but it's not, it's already the present really. So, right. um, I think, and I think there's a lot of potential, especially for graphics. Yeah. For the type of graphics that we do. Um, I worked on a project where I'm not going to say much about it, obviously, but um, uh, it was like the last stage of it was integrating the graphics that I made into uh, into Unreal Engine. Um, the thing is that you you basically need to make them from scratch. So nothing that I made in After Effects was very usable, really. It's used more as a reference um, because then, yeah, you, the graphics, you need to make them again. Uh, from scratch and built in 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 Unreal, mm -hmm. but yeah, there are. I mean, there are plenty of possibilities, and I think that's the program that I should be learning. It's just that I've got 
too many tools to learn because I'm I'm already learning a few. So adding Unreal now on top of that would be a bit too much. Yeah, I wish I could learn everything. I yeah. always say I wish I could just pause time and learn a thing and then unpause time and then keep moving. Um, but uh, guess I'm gonna have to know. buy the guess I'm gonna have to buy the Mograph dot com um, course on that. Uh, uh, Wimbush, yeah, Wimbush, uh, Wimbush's class on that, yeah. That's right, everybody. Mograph.com slash classes. <laughs> you can. Um, I had another. Qu- oh, there were some questions in the chat. I want to backtrack a little Read bit. Them. And if anybody else has questions, feel free to, to enter them in right now. Um, I did like Francisco's comparison on having the, uh, the actors uh, kind of pantomime things. He says it's like uh, it's like taking the door handles off a door <laughs> to comp them in later, and then hoping that their hand is in the right place for each take. Yeah. Which completely that's a that's a great analogy. And then um, he also asks, "Do you work on both TV and film? And can you talk about how the pace of one format affects your process versus the, the other? Do, yeah. Are the pacings different for film? Uh, and slightly different. Yeah. Um, it depends on the production." Budgets. It depends on many factors, but uh, in my experience, I think that in the film industry is slightly higher paced than um, than uh, TV. Um, yeah, it's it's high paced, high paced anyway, uh, because um, you know directors want want everything really quickly. You need to react to changes very quickly as well. So that's why that's why as a as a designer, you need to build things in a way where where you can you can make changes or you can react to changes uh speedily so um mm-hmm. so yeah we we account for that obviously we we are used to to the pace and yeah once once you've worked on projects or two you you pick up the speed so it's, it's not a problem it's something that i knew I'm, before i joined territory actually i knew that Speed was oh gosh like that that could yeah. and it's actually I've noticed that many of the new joiners people that have joined territory over the years they mm-hmm. mentioned that as a concern oh it's like oh am I fast enough am I quick enough um, right that's that tends to be a concern because yeah uh, I mean the film industry is is fast paced not only just for us but for everyone who works on a set or in, in the VFX industry right so. It is what it well, is. It's about it's, knowing it's what corners to cut. You yes. Know? I mean, yes. You you have to cut corners sometimes and make a, a informed decision on mm-hmm. is this little thing that I'm doing right now, yeah. you know, super valuable or relevant. You know, if it's something you're going to end up spending an hour on, and then you realize, okay, that's is only going to be on screen for two frames. That's Absolutely. probably not the best use of your time. So yeah, it, it teaches you about about uh, i mean working in, in this industry and and at least having taken a look at what things look like afterwards once on the show and in context uh it makes it all very relative and you think that obviously because you're working on this as a designer this is your world this is your day-to-day life and you go down the rabbit hole and focus on a lot of the details 
Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Hello, Matt, again. <laughs> Hi, sorry. I was, I was yeah. just texting you. I was like, you've been gone 10 minutes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's the last day that the pool guy is going to be here. And like, we've got it all filled and he's showing me so stuff. And now I'm out of breath from running upstairs. The people so pool. So good. The people pool. Are you, are you going to like dedicate it to, to Winkleman? Yeah, have like a, a ribbon cutting ceremony. Yeah. With, yeah. You need a plaque. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good Rev idea came up, i could do well, that Rev came up with the name for for my beeple patio it's gonna be called yeah. winkleman terrace and winkleman i'm, I'm gonna get a little plaque and put it up yeah like do, legit uh, the 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 winkleman grotto the beep bottle the, i don't know <laughs> beepleman beepleman <laughs> mr beepleman grotto i don't know yeah all right nice yeah i what i think you should do honestly you know those people who do um paintings on the bottom of the pool i think you should put his face on the bottom oh. of your pool Every i would have to drain the in, water his face i would have to drain well, the water you know, and then fill next it time up. you got to drain it you know sometime I, I don't think you ever need to drain a pool <laughs> well unless you have depends. to do like a lot of work unless somebody you know goes to the bathroom in it right then you have to like drain the whole thing i don't think you have to drain the whole thing Oh, that's only Just if it's a public pool. Throw some chemicals in it. Let the yeah <laughs> the the cleaner go for a while. Then you're good. I think Winkleman's face on the bottom of your pool would be nah. pretty pretty cool. <laughs> Break a Just bottle of the, champagne to christen it. The Google Earth image of it alone, the value you that know, would be Google funny. Earth and you that see would his be very face funny. in the satellite view. Mm. Come on now. I don't know if I can sell you know? my wife on that. You know, put an Easter egg there, like on like on Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah. Is it Can you do that on Grand Theft Auto? I don't know. I know that in, in many Grand Theft Autos, every time there's a pool, there's something there. <laughs> there's All always right. an Easter egg maybe, there. Maybe I get like a, a Beeple head uh, pool cover, right? So when the pool's not being used, I cover it. So at oh, some point, Google Earth will take a picture of my backyard with it covered and you'll yeah. see Mike's face. That'd yeah, be good. Sarah says you should break a bottle of yeah. champagne on it to christen it and like... Yeah, then you're going to have to drain it. Just goes then the glass everywhere. Is everywhere. In the yeah. pool. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, back to motion graphics. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, sorry, I I am sorry. I had to leave. Matt and, I apologize. And right. Matt and Brett in the, you in have the chat life. were both talking about what uh, Unity is going to do with the Weta VFX tools. We we didn't talk about that on the show, did we? That was that big Well, that's right. Buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
They they purchased uh, they purchased them for how much? It was a two billion. pretty big sum of money. Two, yeah, two billion, one point six yeah. billion, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing you don't hear a lot about Unity right now. Yeah, because I know. Unreal is just you know Unreal's killing it. Oof. Yeah. Speaking of which, why don't we do a little Ravcock? What's your flavor? What's your flavor? What's your flavor? Uh, <laughs> I mean, guys, I'm a fan of the show. It's so nice to have someone he who actually all listens things. to the show on the show. Yeah, so yeah. every single like episode. Such an idiot. Every single episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now I won't be as embarrassed when Dorpy shows up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Dorpy for life, man. Dorpy for life. So, uh, 3090s still having trouble getting them. You know, waiting on, uh, what's the app? The hot stock app. Yeah. To, oh. to notify us. And then it's always too late, no matter what you do. And I don't know what's going to happen with that. And everybody's like, well, pretty soon they're going to have a new version of these cards. And it's I like, know. yeah, but how long is There's that going to be the 3090 TIs that are coming out in January. That you'll be able to get the following January. Right, exactly. Wait, 30 or 4090? <laughs> 3090 30, Ti, I believe. Yeah. Oh, 3090 Ti. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good lord. What? Ooh. Or is it 3080? Is there a 3090 Ti or just a 3080 the Ti? 3090 30, 30, 30, Ti, 3070 Ti, and 3050 reportedly launching in January. But two January, January 27th. Launching in January, available 2024. Right. Wonder what What's the, the uh, difference? What's the Ti? I don't know. What's so special about it? Says it says product availability January 27th. I don't know. Uh, a little bit more Should nothing. Should quotes. Really. Air quotes. It's the exact same uh, memory. Uh, a few, like 300 extra CUDA cores and 21 giga, gigabit per second memory speed. So it's the faster mm. memory. Which, okay. Overload whenever you, or overheat. The new ones don't overheat oh, the whenever you're... Yeah. Anyway. Whenever you're mining. Yeah. I'm after a 3080 Ti myself. Because mm-hmm. um, they are hard to find, those guys. All They're this really... stuff is hard to find. It's so and hard my, to find. Uh, an, old, an old boss of mine called me up and he's like, hey, are 3060s good? I was like, if you can get your hands on them, you know, and even if you don't need them, you could just turn around and sell them on eBay yeah. for, you know. And yeah. so he was at, he was at Micro Center <clears throat> And he saw someone in line with a 3060, and he asked the guy, hey, where'd you get that? And he goes, oh, they got a bunch of them back there. So he just oh. ran and grabbed one, you know? I was like, yeah. all right, yeah. Actually, actually, yeah. That's, um, that's a funny topic, the, the thing about spending money on, um, on uh, graphics cards as a, as a full-timer. Because, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a full-time job. This, um, right. I understand that a freelancer is just the means of making money right like where mm-hmm. you're investing on on your business on on yourself but as a as a full-timer i think i don't know maybe it's just me but i find it a little bit harder to spend money on on my setup yes absolutely right? i this totally a, get that i totally mm-hmm. get that because you feel like your company should be buying your equipment for you right. you know my company already gonna... provides the equipment right, right? Exactly. so it's, it's all good right the thing is, like, yeah, when I'm not at my desk working for our job, I don't, like, I have a gaming computer, mm. but, like, it's got a 2080 in it, and I'm mm-hmm. perfectly fine with that. I don't need anything else, you know? Yeah. I would have been fine with a, a 1080 in it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I've got a I've got a 1080 Ti. I mean, it's funny because so I've got a 1080 Ti, which is now quite old, right? It's got yeah. a, a mm-hmm. three four years, and that's what I've had. However, I regret nothing about having made that purchase because that is, in essence, is something that allowed me to take my game up a bit. Yeah. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why I got the job that I've got. Yeah. Right. So it's you have to find a balance, I guess between how much you spend and in order to become better and keep up with technology and changes and and what's going Mm -hmm. on in the industry Mm -hmm. but also yeah like don uh, i would imagine that you shouldn't spend that much money as well so i I don't know what to do because these uh these cars are so expensive and when you look at the return on investment like Mm -hmm. it's technology technology is like it depreciates so quickly and yeah. so much that you have to think no, about it well, twice right the only thing is like uh, return on investment on these if you're a contractor i if yeah. you're if you're working full time yeah it's it's different but it, if you're a contractor it's like you're not going to get a return on investment if you buy a 3090 to play video games right 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 you know you're going to spend a lot of money you're going to be very happy with it i guess your mm-hmm. return on investment is like your your joy your, like you know (laughs) how great it looks and you know how quickly you can pwn a noob right but like when you get these as a contractor it actually there is some return on investment because i gotta say you know we we you know we brag about how many 3090s we got our whole our hands on but having those at our disposal even though render farms are available has been super valuable Mm -hmm. to me to be Mm. able to see my ipr so quick and yeah. render stuff out so quick yep. and and it's a time saver that's the return is your your time yeah well, especially when you're going from one computer that has like three 980 ti's or something to two 3090s it's like yes that's a huge speed yeah. increase you know? yeah and and we're able to buy mm-hmm. more of them because we're able to be more efficient and mm-hmm. pump more renders out and then buy more of them it's yeah a, it's, it's real nice valuable. being able to throw a render at night and then not having it continue by the in the morning, you know, right. you're like, okay, I'm done, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I back when I was, sorry, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, Dave. When I was a, when I was working for the man, mm-hmm. and and I went home at night, I would feel like, man, I really need more power. But again, it was the thing you said. It, it's the, do I spend money on this or not? But spending money on. Uh, I think what was I on way back in the day? A, a, a nine seventy. Were you on a, a nine seventy? I was on a nine seventy, and I upgraded to a nine eighty Ti, and I was like, uh-huh. oh my gosh! Like, it, it was worth it, and it kind of helped me from a um, a career standpoint at the time because I was able to go to my superiors and say, here is what we need to do. It was like mm-hmm. I was spending time and money on my own R and D, right? Essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think spending money for me personally, spending money on a new card would be, would be a disaster economically. Also, because it's you know it's, it's an investment on myself, right? An investment on on being right. able to make, like like you said, Matt. The big, I think the biggest adva- advancement of GPU rendering is not the rendering itself; it's the IPRs. Mm-hmm. The possibility to make those micro decisions, those tiny changes to mm-hmm. adjust new things on a on a scene mm-hmm. fast. That's the yep, biggest. Right. That's the biggest thing. 100%. Rather than rendering, because most of the time you render overnight or or just you know just leave it rendering and do something else. 
Mm-hmm. It's just those micro decisions, the fast IPR is, is the absolute game changer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and mm-hmm. no, no, go ahead. $1,500 for a card is a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a lot of money. It, it's funny because, like, it, it is and it isn't. Like, you and get to isn't. a certain point in, like, building your company and stuff where it's like, okay, 15, 1500 bucks for a card, that's no big deal. Right. Because but you know the value two of years what it's going to bring you. Two years ago, three years yeah. ago, Dave and I, $1,500 for a card? No way. We wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't have even, that wouldn't even have been on the table. And then you get to, like, already been chewed you know or territory oh, i'm sure and it's like oh twenty thousand dollars for a new machine for a six thousands yeah no problem yeah. let's just do it yeah you know nbd pocket change yeah the the thing about uh the thing about the thing about having uh the 3090s at your disposal uh in general is that with the value that comes with that i feel like there's a weird perceived value that people just don't get so like here's an example if somebody said you need a new computer and you have to get a new computer to do some sort of contract work right and then it's fifteen hundred dollars be like oh that's not too bad fifteen hundred dollars for a brand new computer but i think it's the fact that like you're you're like i'm paying fifteen hundred dollars for this little piece of plastic and metal Mm -hmm. and it just feels like that is so much money for this little thing you know somebody will easily drop fifteen hundred dollars on a camera or a new machine or a, a apple laptop like no big deal right but there's yeah. something about fifteen hundred dollars for this card what right like, yeah. it feels it but but like once you do it and then once you buy a second one and then you kind of get the bug and you're like now i need a third one now i need mm-hmm. to double this and now i need another once you get to that point the the perceived value in your head really clicks and yeah you know anybody who's on the fence for that reason i would say just just do it cuz you could always sell it right now right like yeah. people will buy these cards if you regret your decision to get a 3090 if you can get your hands on one right now yeah you could sell it for double the price absolutely today though so yeah today 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 cuz the second hand yeah. market is absolutely crazy but it is today yeah. Next yeah. year, but look, I mean, I was able. To, old ones I was, are going for. I was able to sell my. I think we bought thirty nineties for when we bought them. They were like a thousand dollars. No, they weren't even a thousand dollars. What were they like? Seven the or thirty nineties? No, sorry, uh, uh, a nine eighty Ti's. When I bought those oh, they initially, were way low. <laughs> yeah, they were probably like yeah. six, seven, eight hundred dollars. I don't remember right. And so, uh, but when I sold them, I sold it for four hundred bucks this year. You know. Yeah, and it's like okay, those are those are six seven year old you know machines, and I basically got fifty percent of my investment back, and all that render time. Yeah, and Jags is saying in the chat um, that it makes a big difference in Unreal. I can see that. Yeah, for yes. sure for the real time stuff. Yeah, uh, did anybody get a chance by the way to play the Matrix uh, on no, Xbox? Oh. Uh, wow! Um, <laughs> I hardly ever play anymore. Actually, yeah, That's I was, the, I was trying flight. to figure out if I should do a, a a video on this or not, or if it's just, or if the moment's already gone. Yeah, you know. Mm. But if y'all I have think, a chance to even uh, check think, out the video, uh, uh, what's his name? Winbush already did. Honestly, what did a video on it? Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll look at that. We'll try and post that in show notes if that's yeah. if that's out. Um, so I loaded it up. Here's mm-hmm. the deal. Like 
here's the good and bad. Here's, mm-hmm. here's what I, I'm liking about it so far. First of all, it looks amazing. It shows off Unreal 5, Nan, what is it called, Nanite? Nanite, yeah. Nanite, yeah. And what I didn't like is the way they went about it. Like, if it's a demo, just just let me get to the demo. They tried to throw in, like, a storyline and <laughs> kind of gamify it, but they didn't actually, like, let you shoot at anything. The only thing you could do is is aim at this tire or aim at this tire, mm-hmm. and you could switch which tire or which portion of, portion of the car you were shooting at. Once that was all said and done, I was impressed with the actual demo. This, it, this feels, it feels like you're walking around in Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. right? But it is so realistic. Now, sometimes there were trouble with the cars. They were kind of bumping around a little. Um, and obviously, you can't, like, jack, hijack a car, like, from somebody in the right. street. This isn't Grand Theft Auto. So <clears throat> the only thing that you could do is you could go into the side, a side street or a curb and... and pick up a car that was not being used by somebody you could roll around as soon as you crashed into somebody by the way the crash physics were great but as soon as you crashed into somebody the car would like turn into like matrix cubes and dissolve Mm, but what i really loved about this demo is the fact that they let you peek under the hood and that's what i was interested in i know that's what a lot of people are interested in i wish it's available would be available for pc Mm -hmm. for people to really try it out but you can pause the game you can change the angle of the sun Mm. You can uh, you can fly by the way, and we're talking like thousands of square miles of, or you know of of uh, buildings and streets, mm-hmm. and there's traffic systems. You can turn on the traffic system and you know change the amount of traffic and people. Uh, you can watch the uh, the traffic go with cubes instead of cars, so you can see how the patterns work and behave. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool part for me was the fact that you could go in and see the the passes live in real time you could turn on a pass layer and say i want to see instance layers and i'm going to fly around the city and the best part about that is that you could actually do the um uh the nanite option right so you're let's say you're up in the sky you're looking down at the city you see all the buildings but they're they they look like triangles you Mm -hmm. know like a pass with tries right colored triangles in the distance, you'll see a building, and, and the building only has two triangles on it, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's basically the side of the building is only two polygons. As you zoom in and you get closer, it's kind of like an LOD thing, but not quite, mm-hmm. right? It's like LOD based on an algorithm. I don't really know. But as you get closer, then the triangles, you start to see more triangles, mm-hmm. you know? So that resolution is changing. It's like you're, it's, it's almost like it's in a way, the atoms that make up the thing. You know, it's only based on what visually you can see at the time. Yeah. And so this this level is it just expansive as hell. Like, it's so crazy. The only thing I wish they would have done is at the beginning when they're showing a couple samples during the, the thing where you can't do anything, where it's just like playback of the demo, mm-hmm. they show it at night on with the lights and everything. And for some reason right now that's not an option to say, okay, make it nighttime and turn on the lights in the city. I don't mm. I don't know why. They're they're not I don't know, maybe it's a, a limitation they're up against, maybe they'll upgrade it. I wish you could have seen that. Yeah. There's no switch for it. But really impressive. It looks so real. Uh if anybody has a chance to try it out, I'd recommend just looking at it. Check out the layers, check out all of that cuz it's it's super cool. Um have you guys cool. incorporated yeah. Unreal on, on any of the projects that you've been involved in? No, Used not much? really. 
Not really. <clears throat> nope. Just going. Just uh, went through Winbush's course. That was about it for me. Yeah. You know, it's a good course. It's a very good course. Really gets you up and going with Unreal. But we haven't had the need. Yeah. Yeah. I think that once you start getting into Unreal to create the things that we create, like a, a, either a short film, or let's say that you work on a title sequence or something like that, Unreal, I think. I don't know, correct, correct me if I'm wrong or if you guys have a different opinion, but using Unreal is, is, is like this thing of the medium is a message, right? Like, mm-hmm. when you create, you can create worlds in Unreal. You can create mm-hmm. certain experiences that I don't think we are thinking in terms of motion graphics or current current mediums, and we are applying them to 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 the to virtual reality and 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 real time experiences i think we are doing the same thing that when cinema was invented people did which mm-hmm. is adapted theater just filmed in one one with one camera just straight on and that's it it, it, it was just film theater it was not it didn't have it didn't have a language a cinema language that mm-hmm. actually uh, was generated over the years after that um, so I think I, sometimes I trace analogies between between these two, like the inception of cinema and where we are living today with VR, AR, and all the new technologies. I think it's the same. I think it's going to have to be a case of a bunch of directors or new artists coming up with new ideas and developing a language around what you can make in VR. And many times I think about even how with... Because it's so immersive, you can almost tap into specific areas of the brain. And I don't know, like even create something that is like uh, closer than a closer to a dream than anything we've seen before, mm-hmm. right? Or I don't know. I, I see, I see the utility of of these technologies, and I don't know, in, in so many so many different industries and create like super abstract stuff start up mm-hmm. i mean i mean things products that are gonna be able to abstract you um within your own mind more than films or video games even you know like things that are going to be able to make you explore new areas of your brain that's what I think. Maybe I've, I've gone too deep down the rabbit hole, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I think AR is going to play into that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was reading what uh, Jags was saying here in the chat, which mm-hmm. is um, oh, I lost it, oh, too many too many went by. I gotta I gotta scroll back. He said, uh, "Hey, he Matt, said, Dad, he's uh, got a, Dave. Can we collab on an Unreal project? Or are you talking no, no, about no? This the, is before that. Uh, I have a he hard said, time with games being too realistic now." Yeah, I don't he have says, PTSD, I don't, but I get some mm-hmm. weird pings of anxiety playing the new Battlefield Five Battlefield. because it looks closer to uh, in yeah. real life. Yeah, yeah, and he and he said uh, motion graphics is great, but what if we could create a project for film cinema, but you know, poured over an interactive experience? See, the interactive stuff, of course, uh, that's that's something you kind of have to do in Unreal, um, but. For us, like you were asking, okay, have you used Unreal for anything? The thing is, we have to have a reason to use it. Right. I don't, I don't feel a yeah. reason to move over. And the same <clears throat> thing applies to Blender, right? You've got mm-hmm. a bunch of new people coming up in the industry right now. And they're, 
they're going out there, they're searching the internet for how can I do 3D, and they're going to see Cinema 4D, they're going to see uh, 3D Max and other mm-hmm. stuff, and of course they're going to see Blender. And for them, if, oh, Blender's free, I'm going to hop on that, if that's their, if that's their jam, whatever. Mm-hmm. But and I was talking to EJ about this the other day. There's not a reason for me to go to Blender right now unless right. there's a specific thing I need it for. Why would mm-hmm. I relearn something to do what I already do? Now, if the tools that I need to sculpt something or or, or hard surface model something are better in Blender, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go try and do that over there. But if what I'm doing right now makes sense, why would I... Yeah reinvent the wheel the same thing applies to unreal there's no reason for me to use it if you're an unreal person like jags mm-hmm. you know who's been an unreal it makes sense oh you already know unreal so why don't you do this thing in it right but like it would be so much i don't even know where to start on doing a client like a, a client project yeah. in unreal and for me it's like what is the advantage right now you know exactly especially like is it real-time rendering if that's the case i mean i i'm not too worried about that just like we were saying we have enough firepower right now between us and being able to throw stuff to the render network. You know, it's like we don't necessarily need the the real time rendering. You know, we need the we why why move over to Unreal for that? You know, mm. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think for us, at least for me, at this point in time, fast enough is good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be right. real time. Fast enough or like close to real time is more than good enough for me. Mm-hmm. All I need is the capacity to make decisions quickly. Yeah. And to make changes quickly. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I could see I could see once we get our Rococo suit, you know, like right. if we were setting up like actual like physical cameras or something like that and tracking someone moving and stuff like that with the camera, I could 100% see us using Unreal for that. You know, versus cinema, but even because in, that's that's what something. we're doing right now is 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 like uh, the course is coming out, and Jeremy and I were trying to like figure out how to render something out, mm-hmm. it, you know, at 4K with like high samples to make it look good and mm-hmm. to make it look the way we wanted it to look. We had to jack up the rate, and it was not real time anymore. So what is the yeah. what is the point? You know, yeah. uh, unless it's going to be something interactive. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where I, and, how I yeah. feel. But. So. And. Um, Different animal. And you need, I guess, like with Houdini or any other program, really, you need to approach it with a completely different mindset. Absolutely. And yeah. It's, it's just. You, we have. We, we tend to translate. I, I remember myself, even at the beginning when I started using cinema, just to take it back a few levels, right? But like all I knew was After Effects and all you like as humans we learn by comparison and repeating patterns so you try to relate what you know to the new thing that you're learning basically and many times you are making the mistake of of trying to apply old techniques or old old language um, to a new thing right because that's the way we learn but um, over time you learn to understand the new language basically mm-hmm. and stop it's, it's like when you are learning when i was learning english at school uh, when i was little you mm-hmm. start by um by comparing the uh, a sentence in english to your original language you mm-hmm. translate but when you mm-hmm. have a certain level you speak english altogether you don't need to mm-hmm. translate you get 
your right. mind gets the the concepts in English mm -hmm. or any other language right. that you're learning. It, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to know Unreal, <clears throat> I think, at least to navigate your way around it and to mm -hmm. know when you need to use it. And I think it's going to play an important role. And there's a lot that you can do with it right now. Um, but again, I think that a lot of average motion, motion designers who are hearing the buzz, right? They're hearing the buzz about, oh, well, you can do motion graphics in Unreal now. I think they're still, for those people, if they're in Blender, if they're in Cinema 4D and After Effects, they're going to have to decide, okay, do I want to go all in on this uh, or do I want to do a case-by-case -case basis? Um, and, you know, am, am I going to say, oh, we're going to do this project in Unreal because reasons, just because, or is there an actual reason for it? I think that's important to think about. You you don't want to go to a client and be like, oh, well, we're just going to do this in Unreal because we want to do your project in Unreal, period. End of sentence. Yeah. There's got to be a reason for it. There's got to be guess, a reason for you to move over. I guess many times the reason is just being ahead of the curve technologically, which is many times, and many clients pay you for that sometimes, right? Um, right. They want what's cool, and the new kid on the block is unreal. Well, give me whatever you have if you can, if you can use this program. Um, mm -hmm. Whether the story that you tell fits my narrative or not, sometimes many stories don't make sense uh, because mm -hmm. because of the the format, the medium that they've chosen. It's just because well, everything is an excuse to use this program, or everything is an excuse right. to use this technique. That happens a lot as well. Um, if all but, you have, what is it? Uh, all you have is a hammer. Every problem looks like a nail. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's there's a great reason to use Unreal for motion graphics projects. For for example, let's say you have a client that has like a hundred graphics that have to bust out every single week. Right mm -hmm. of, of something, um, and maybe you have a template for that. Uh, Brandon, in his course that's that's coming out, he actually goes into that a little bit with like a little title sequence. Okay, you want to change your credits each week or whatever that is, right? And they're they're all integrated into the scene. Here's here's how you do that. Now imagine you had a client that just had to spit out like crazy amounts of content in almost real time, and it's time crunch. That is a valuable situation where you would want to do something like that. Mm -hmm. But if it's something where you're going to have to crank up samples anyway, and it's going to take just as long as Octane or even Brigade, you know, mm -hmm. you want to make that decision. And it's also going to, again, come back to that time thing. Do you have time? Like, Jags, Jags is going above and beyond. He's doing his Halo deal right now learn, to learn how to do certain things in Unreal. Um that makes sense. If you have time to do that for a client, that totally makes sense as a learning thing. But yeah. like if, if Joe client came to us tomorrow and said, we need something by Friday, I would not say this is the best time to hop into Unreal yeah, right, right now with three days. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. It's, so. yeah, it's, 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 I guess this day and age is, is good to, have it up your sleeve if you if you have the capabilities to use it and and keep an eye on what's going on with it basically and where things are going but yeah as a motion designer personally me as of now i don't see like an abs i don't see learning it as an absolute emergency um but yeah, yeah. If, sometimes yeah. if you have if you are one of those people who want to be ahead of the game 
really you, maybe you should be learning it because yeah like mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's just what it is sometimes you yeah Jags innovate. is gonna beat all of us out because yeah. right, he's learning it <laughs> yeah we'll be like Jags come be my per- be my uh, <laughs> be the one walking me through this I'll pay you a premium and those are the people that get paid a premium actually when right yeah. you know Right, because right, yeah. they're specialists. People, I mean, people who are Houdini experts, for example. Yeah. Maybe there are so many more nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe five years ago, having a Houdini expert, that was oh my god, mm-hmm. like, that person would make a decent, decent money. Yeah, because there it's were like, not that many. It's like flame artists, you yeah. know, yeah. back in the day, flame artists mm-hmm. made like easily six figures, you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, at the end of the day as long as you are on top of your game and trying to keep up with the with the latest trends or uh, at least technologically and you have a passion uh, and and i don't know something going on for you Uh like i don't know not everyone can be a a technical director yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to know absolutely everything about the tools you use um, as long as you can I don't know, express yourself or express your client's um, desires or like tell a story with, with the tools that you've got. That's more mm-hmm. than enough, I guess. So, Yeah. Yeah. And characters too. I think um, once we get this suit, we're going to, we're going to find that we're doing a lot of character stuff in unreal, but I think that is then going to export mm-hmm. into cinema yeah. in the end for whatever we're doing still. Yep. I don't see that we would exclusively stay in Unreal at that point. So yeah. On that on that note, guys, can I can I ask you two a question actually? Sure. Sure. So out of so you guys both This is have unprecedented. A, <laughs> guys, I, I mean, keep in mind I'm a fan of the show. I've been listening to you <laughs> for a long time. So actually yeah. uh, on that note I I just wanted to thank you for Inviting me to the show because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm very happy, very happy to be here. Cool. Anyway, back to my question. So you both guys have a production company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you are both designers. So do you complement each other well in the sense that one is more technical and the other one focuses more on Dave the other Dave does all the work or? and I'm like the forward facing <laughs> face of the company. <laughs> <laughs> he he just turns on schmoozy mat. <laughs> yeah. No, I, honestly, like, okay, so the way it used to be, and I say used to be, like, this is a few years ago before MoGraph became much more a part of what we were doing every day, you know, mm-hmm. um, we, we kind of had our own clients or someone would recommend one of us. And so we would kind of just stick to our own clients and we just pool all the money or if we needed resources or whatever we'd kind of work on stuff together but eventually it's become to where okay projects are coming in because everyone knows us now as nexus motion you know it's not oh either dave or matt like they know us as a company yeah our clients do so you know they may contact one of us or the other but for the most part you know we will work on the same projects together um lately well not lately but like Previously this year, you know, um, Dave was has been working very heavily on MoGraph 
to you know get things in the work and get the 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 new stuff that we're launching ready and you know doing a lot of social stuff so he's doing been working on that and, yeah. meanwhile i've been working uh, quite a bit on nexus stuff you know anything that comes in i'll try and handle that if i need help we'll pass over to dave or because nexus is doing has been doing really well the past couple of years and you know as sadly as it is i think it's all thanks to covid that we are doing so well you know, right. because more companies are, you know, open to hiring remote workers. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And right. because of that, we're able to hire on freelancers to help us out with all this other stuff. So, you know, so Dave doesn't have to do like a, a, a really boring, you know, uh, explainer video. He can focus on MoGraph TV and get all, or MoGraph. Which I would gladly do if I had yeah. the time. Yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah, it, mm. so it's kind of for for me. I think generally I've been in a more of a art directy role, mm-hmm. or absolutely. I'm going to set up this project and and <clears throat> set up the look of it and then pass it to somebody else. Yeah, you know, and, in and order in, to get I, back. I to really MoGraph. think Dave is more technical than me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm but pretty nerdy. I, I, I make passable animations. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it works okay. out in the end, though. It works yeah. well. So. Yeah. Uh, should we do the drop? Yeah, let's oh, go over to the drop. The drop. Okay. Uh, did, we, did we cover everything? Anyone, any other questions? We oh, didn't no, do We, we didn't, didn't do uh, MoGraph recommends. recommends. That's yeah. what it is. I know we were forgetting okay. something. All right. We're going to have a hard out here. <laughs> uh, we have a meeting apparently now at 2.30. Yeah. Today, so. So. Um, okay. so we'll move through this fairly quick. Um, favorite movie? Favorite movie? Um... Of the last few years, because uh, it, it changes, I guess, but uh, of the last few years, I tend to watch every year, at least once, Sicario. Okay. Sicario. Okay. Sicario, yeah. I'm a dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bloke. For films, I like... Actually, actually, it's a good film. Not just the action. It's just... Um, what is it? Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve is the director. Sicario, 2015. I don't know that. Um, I don't with, think I do um, What's his name? Benicio del Toro. Okay. Emily Blunt. Um, what's uh, Josh Brolin? And yeah. And yeah, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya is in there as well. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen this movie. Good cast. Really good. Okay. Really good. Okay. I'll it's put about it on my list. War on Drugs. Really cool. 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 Uh, that's, yeah. That's one Music. of my favorite ones. Uh, Hendrix. Nice, good I'll choice. Keep it, okay. I'll keep it. I'll keep it easy. I mean, it's more than that. It, and yeah, it's, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. a very eclectic taste, but yeah, Hendrix always, always, always Hendrix. Nice. That's while a good you're choice. while you're working too, or ah uh, no, uh, well yeah, actually on a Friday yeah, but yeah. when I'm working <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, Machine Gun. Uh, uh, I like to play that one on Fridays. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I got a Friday playlist as well. I hate your Fridays. Fridays. I hate your Fagin fa- Fridays. Fridays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave, I would I always know it was Friday when Dave would yeah. play that in the office when we were working yeah. in the same office. I'd be like, "Oh, it's Friday," and it, the songs would just get stuck in my head. Yeah, <clears throat> you go Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hendrix, and when I'm working, I listen to like many other people to a lot of instrumental stuff. Uh, film soundtracks, a lot of Hans mm-hmm. Zimmer, um, a lot of actually something something really cool. Um, as I'm a big fan of Red Dead Redemption games, 
I listened to the mm-hmm. ambient soundtracks that they've got in game. Okay. Really relaxing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, very relaxing. And um, actually, the those soundtracks because they are Western kind of themed, right? Mm-hmm. That that uh, kind of inspires me quite a lot as well for the personal project that I'm working, which is around the American deserts and stuff. Okay. In 3D, it's a CGI short film that's taken me ages to finish. You mean the Italian so, deserts? Uh, spaghetti Western deserts. Spaghetti yeah. Western, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The, the Italian idea of American right. deserts, yeah. <laughs> which is Spain, actually, because that's right. where they were filmed mainly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Red Dead Redemption ambient soundtracks really, really recommended. Mm-hmm. TV show? Uh, the Wire and Breaking Bad. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you knew this one. You knew this one. There, there you go. Is. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Actually, um, what have I watched recently? That I... Well, Breaking Bad, obviously, is, is for me, is one of the best, if not the best. Yeah. Great. Better Call Saul as well, really good. Uh, Narcos. Okay. Everything okay. revolves mm-hmm. around the same guys. I'm yeah. Sorry, so but... you just like drugs? Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. No. no it's shows like and it. movies about drugs. All right. Yes. <laughs> I got through the first. Uh, the first. I don't know what you would call it. It was like the first two or three seasons were. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who Who is the kingpin? Uh, my mind is blank right now. Who's the drug kingpin in the in the first two seasons? Um, of Narcos. Yes. The, oh, Pablo Escobar. Escobar, gosh. Yeah. Um, that was like two or three seasons, and then it moved on to like other yeah. kingpins, and that, I fell off after yeah, that. Yeah, the first two seasons of Narcos is Pablo Escobar, so the Medellin cartel in Colombia. Mm-hmm. The third one was about the Cali cartel, still in Colombia, but with different actors, that were, mm-hmm. had already been in the first two seasons, but the story focused more on, on those who were still... Uh, trafficking and then those were the f- first three seasons and then it moved over to Mexico and it's all together mm-hmm. the name of the show changed to Narcos Mexico there are an- another okay. three seasons that have finished this year actually um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that's it I've watched them all I'm, I'm a big fan I'm a big fan mm. of the show. Well, right. maybe I should catch up on it I just once it got past Escobar, I kind of like fell off, and because the actors changed too. Yeah, kind of, the other best, know. to be fair, uh, the first two with Wagner Moura, the Brazilian actor who plays Pablo. He, his, I mean, mm-hmm. those are the best seasons. However, the first two of Narcos Mexico are really good as well with uh, Diego Luna, mm-hmm. another Mexican actor that was in uh, Rogue One and uh, a bunch of other mm. films. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. really good as well. So highly recommended the first two seasons of uh, Narcos Mexico. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Podcast. Uh, Mograph.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, all right. I, I listen to it every dog. week. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you must not also, have any taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I listen to it because, honestly, it makes my, my Mondays really, really easy. The last... Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only... Uh, I, we work, our territory we work until 6.30 p.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's the last, so it coincides with the last half an hour. Basically. Oh, okay. So I listen to it for half an hour and then I stay on, to be honest. And if I work yeah. a little bit later, I keep listening to you guys. <clears throat> or sometimes I listen to you on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, gotcha. That's nice. Yeah, making life easier since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, we were looking you it up me- this morning to... Uh, 
August 2015 was our first show. That's insane. Couldn't believe that. I can't believe yeah. we've do, been doing this this long. Yeah. I really thought I would stop at some point. I really thought <laughs> we would stop at some point. That's not jinxing. Now, it. it's, uh, now, this is our, this is our daily. This is our, our Beeple weekly. Yeah. You know? It's our weekly. Like, we can't stop. We'll yeah. die before it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I also listen to the Ucromedia podcast as well mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, yeah. on uh, SoundCloud. I used to listen to Ashthorpe's podcast, um, The Collective, but that mm-hmm, finished mm-hmm. Uh, maybe yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. I stopped doing it. Um, and I think that's it, really. All all the podcasts that I listen to are about Mograph, to be fair. Yeah. So. And cool. yeah. Uh, let's see. Plug-in. Besides Plug-in. Uh, besides Render Engines. Um, Deep Glow everything, mate. Deep glow, mm. deep glow. Yeah. If you work in in uh, in uh, with FUI, yeah, yeah. Uh, deep yeah. glow, X particles as well. I, I, we use X particles a lot. I love um, magic two solo. of my favorites. Yeah, magic solo yeah. as well. Um, yeah, those uh, mainly X particles and, and deep glow actually. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to app? Muscle memory. Uh, when I open my phone. Um, mm-hmm. Coinbase. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, all right. No, that, that's one. Uh, so trading apps and Instagram, I guess. Okay. I uh, I discovered that Coinbase has a widget, you know, for oh, yeah. the iPhone. Mm. Yeah. So I, I put that on my main thing. So I've got my Robin Hood on my left and my Coinbase on my right. So I can just instantly see how much money I've lost that day. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're stonks. Nice, stonks. Yeah. Nice. I think I think it's not it's not a good not, not a good habit checking it so often. I know, yeah. I know. Like it's weighing yourself, you don't want to do it every day, right? Just yeah. like maybe weekly, just see how how yeah. you're doing. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, video games, Red Dead Redemption, all the way. There you go. Mm. The first right. one, easy, easy. The first one for the ambient soundtracks and and how it immerses you in in that world and because of what it was like it was a massive 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 hit and when it's the first one it it, it makes more of an impression i think Mm -hmm. and the second one because of its excellence at a technical level and and gameplay as well it's it's fantastic so yeah red dead redemption every time in fact i booked a whole week off (laughs) in 2018 Mm -hmm. just to play it (laughs) that's funny funny. yeah that's really funny I, I did it. not give. I still have it loaded. I should play it sometime. Actually. I played Red Dead Redemption two for a little bit when yeah. it was on, you know, uh, Game Pass. But it's so hard. Like you know, you spend an hour just getting into the game, right? You know, yeah. To finally play it, and then you're like, all right, I'm done. As a casual yeah. gamer, it's like, all right, I need yeah, to just yeah. be able to hop in and go. Hop me know? straight to the like open world gameplay. Let me yeah. screw around. That's all I want to do anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. And then uh, the tough one. It's always the the, the last tough one. Uh, is, don't worry, uh, I've got one the life hack. You got it. You've all been right. thinking about What's it for the life hack. Of course, I've been thinking now. all week right. about it. I think right. the best, the absolute best <laughs> life hack. Uh, uh, all right. When you are reheating a pizza from yesterday, okay. yeah, don't heat it up on the microwave. Big mistake. Mm-hmm, heat it up mm-hmm. on a pan and put mm-hmm. a, t- a piece of tin foil on top. The bottom gets crispy, and it's uh, the, you melt the cheese as well, so it's it's all good. Mm-hmm. Trust me. 
the tin uh, foil. Yeah. You don't even need to. I mean, if it's greasy enough, if it's a pepperoni pizza or something like that, you don't even need to put any oil at all in yeah. the pan. So, all yeah. right, one all of the right. best. I got some pizza hacks. downstairs. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's this is one of the best life hacks. Yeah, I told Matt he needs to get a green egg barbecue. Mm. And uh, he he said he'd rather have a pizza oven. And I was like, dude, Would I'm rather using it as a pizza oven. So you're gonna have to take the pizza egg challenge. Come over sometime. <laughs> All right, and and let me cook this pizza for you. Let it's in me the make right the now. pizza. I will make the pizza. All right, okay. and then you cook it. No, the well, the pizza is already ready no, to go. No, no, I make my own pizza. Well, oh, here's wow. what I do. Well, I mean, understandable. I'm sure that's great. But I order from a... We have a place here called Papa Murphy's, and right. they will send you the raw pizza made that day I know. ready to pop in. You know what's cool about Papa that's Murphy's? Delicious. You can use food stamps to purchase it wow. because it's uncooked. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, Papa oh. Murphy's was really popular in Portland when I was living there because a lot of people were on food stamps, apparently. So you just order the raw pizza and put it in yep. because it's like raw... What, what would you call it? Foodstuffs. I don't know. Yeah, because you yeah. have to cook it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we... Okay, yeah, we're good. Let's get we into the drop. everything. Let's go to the go. drop because we got that hard out, yo. Here yeah. we go. The drop. Drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? Drop. This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> What's up and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source for all things NFT and crypto art um, as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the MoGraph industry. I'm Matt Milsa. Joining me, as always, is Dave Koss. And joining us this week, Pedro Ramos. Oh, NFTers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into the uh, drop list, the main drops for the week. Um, uh, I've got a few from uh, Nifty Gateway and then a couple on Makersplace. Um, let's start with Nifty Gateway. The first one we've got, we've got two drops today. The first one is uh, Jacob Riglin um, is doing a drop. Uh, let me see. Oh, what's interesting about this one, and it's photography. It's photography, which is mm-hmm. cool. You know, I love photography. I love myself some photography. But this one, they show the Hollywood sign. And I think you have to have, that is a copyrighted thing. I think mm. you... I'm, this is a public is it public domain f- it's it's a public photo you, you yeah so but i think I the think sign it itself is actually like copyrighted i don't know i don't and i am actually very impressed that they're able to see as many mountains from that far away because when i was in la you couldn't see shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah the that's smog- that's pretty impressive yeah the smog is so bad it's so bad i like Sorry, folks in LA. I don't know how anyone lives there. It's so f- smoggy. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, guys, sorry, sorry to interrupt, guys. Is it okay yeah. if I go f- to the loo for a minute? Do yeah. it. Do yeah. it back in a minute. We wish yeah? you would. We want you to. Yes, <laughs> please do. Okay, back in a second. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see. Next up, we got uh Paul Malinsky. Malinsky. I believe that's it. Um, okay, so what's cool about this one? Um, they're doing. He, 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 uh, uh, Paul's doing a uh, a thing called the Seven Collection, and it goes live today. And all week, there are he's auctioning off a, a a new piece every single day, which is cool. This piece right here is Monday. I think it's a a really really cool way to uh, uh, to do the NFTs and stuff like that. So like a full week of uh, of auctions, which is pretty cool. 
So that one starts today. Uh, next up tomorrow, we got David Aryev. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. What's Dem cool about boxes, this, though. I love, I love, yeah, the mirror boxes, you know, and I recently uh, 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 sold my mirror box, my first one that I bought for like 400, you know, I sold it and like the floor on his has gone up really well. So, you know, might be a good chance to get in, get yourself a David Ariev. Um, so what's cool about this is I love that he says I'm all about long form NFTs and pushing the boundaries past the normal 15 to 30 seconds. This one is two minutes long. Which is oh, way cool. cool. Like, the fact that he can actually make something that long, you know, as a drop. And not have it be so That's quality compressed. right there. I think that's <laughs> yeah. great. That's like, yeah. it's like having your own short film, you know? Right. Which is super yeah. cool. So, yeah. big shout out to Arya for that one. That drops tomorrow. So, be on the lookout. Um, next up tomorrow, we've got Sam Madhu. Madhu? Madhu? Uh, this is a really... I don't know if this is collector's exclusive only, but this is a preview of what they showed off for the stuff. I really like it. Um, I like the characters. I like the the, the kind of glitchy weirdiness of it, but really cool. Yeah. And that's tomorrow. Um, on the 15th, uh, Raph Grissetti is doing a drop. Um, and I, I, I love Raph's work. Raph's work is so effing good like let me see if i can pull up some of their work uh so i could probably can... just get on the tw- on their twitter and here you go yeah look at that Bro. look at that jeez i you know whoever if if someone from nifty gateway is is looking um here check out this stuff dave because like while it, that work is cool i think we showed off this one like back in August or whatever, but this one is gorgeous. I love this work. Like these, mm. these broken artifacty looking oh, type yeah. stuff. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous work. Like, and the floor oh, on cool. them has gone up significantly. Like some of these lowest ask is, you know, you can't find one for less than $10,000. Which yeah. is cool. Yeah. But gorgeous, Man. gorgeous work. I absolutely. We should get Raph on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, Raph, if you're can a I, listener, then call us. something. Please call us. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, about people to to come in the show. I uh-huh. would love. I would love. Absolutely love. I would book a day off just to listen to the podcast. If you guys brought Raul Marx to the show. Okay. Oh, yeah. That would be, we need to do that. We should. That absolutely. Would be, yeah. I think he's dropping some new work as well on um, Super Rare, maybe or whatever. Platform. I don't know, maybe okay, I'm sure we could work that out as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's set him up. Could have Ariev putting a good word for yeah. us. Yeah, like hey, yeah, Ariev is a big fan as well. Yeah, yeah. And you've got you've had some great suggestions over the over the years for people. You know, mm-hmm. I always ask at the beginning of the show to send artists suggestions. It's it's ninety nine percent you who sends. <laughs> That's funny. And they've well, a lot of them have worked out pretty <laughs> mm-hmm. well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, on the 16th, there's a, a, a group called The Outsiders that I think is doing a drop. I think it's a collective drop, but I don't have any information outside of that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's Nifty Gateway and they don't like putting all their stuff out. Anyway. Previews. Yeah. So, moving over to Maker's Place, um, uh, Urs Fisher has another drop today, Ooh. which is, I love myself some Urs Fisher. I, I, I didn't get Urs Fisher 
at the beginning. Those are my favorite peanuts. And now I l- what? <laughs> oh. Oh, but now I absolutely anyway. like I, I didn't realize I'm 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 yeah Urs Fisher is just it I I I love their work their work is great so um a yeah quiet taste yeah so scroll down Dave so what what I mean I, what I'm I love, in the mood for a VHS with a glove well intersecting so with what it. I love you know, about Urs like, work well. is if you look at their physical pieces because they were a physical artist before they started getting into digital you know and so like the amount of work that is involved to create something like this in a physical environment you know Mm -hmm. is is crazy cool and so like being able to see a digital version of some of this stuff is cool i i like i like the work i like the work my favorite story is when uh uh, so like we had we had shown off a bunch of Urs Fisher drops on Maker's Place, and I was like, this stuff is weird, whatever, you know. And then people <laughs> had posted he was at an art gallery looking at an Urs Fisher uh, 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 piece, yeah, in real life, yeah. and I was like, oh, that looks like, like an Urs oh. Fisher. Oh, <laughs> they're actually a physical artist who just got into yeah. the digital yeah. space, which is funny. Yeah, you're like so, now I get it. Oh, yeah. it's Urs Fisher IRL. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that's that. And then the next one on the sixteenth uh, for Maker's Place is uh, Ryan Hawthorne is doing a drop uh, on the sixteenth. Super cool. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So these ones are like famous. Uh, what is it? Famous sculptures, but broken mm. down into like super simple geometry and stuff. You know, oh, which is really nanite. really cool. It's nanite. Like, nanite. Oh, is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, oh, that's what it looks like, right? It's a thinking yeah. man. It looks like it's a, a thinking un- man. Unreal yeah. Five. Yeah, yeah. This is so. just what the, the that, what the sculpture looks like if you're really far away and unreal. Right. <laughs> right. It's just LOD, LOD yeah. Five or whatever. Yeah. Does See, that's our problem. What, we know does how to say the, thinker. No. No, it says thought. Wait, the th- thought. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, so. since, since you have a more, Odor. perhaps you have a better understanding of um, NFTs, I, I don't know if how much you know about regulation in the sense that um, if an artist uses um, copyrighted material, um, is that is the is it the Wild West still? Or? I don't know. So we've talked to Mike well, about this, and yeah. there's a certain amount of parody that has to be, you know... Because parody is covered. There's a mm-hmm. good episode of have uh, School to, of Motion with yeah. people that goes into that. You yeah. have to, right, yeah. you have to change to it. it enough, you know, but I, I don't I don't really know. Like, for me personally, like this last piece that I did, I was going to use a poster. Make sure I... Yeah, I was going to use a poster originally before doing graffiti in the background, but I didn't want to recreate that poster you know, I didn't want to mm. spend the time, and I don't know if that poster was specifically like copyrighted or not. Right. You know, right. and so I just decided not to. I I just yeah. did all the graffiti myself and stuff. Parody has a lot to do with it. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So I mean, if if you take Mickey Mouse and give him X eyes, right? Like that one dude, that one artist dude right. who does all that. <laughs> Like similar care. Who is that? It uh, does all the uh, very, yeah. like Simpsons and Disney and puts the X's. I know in who you're eyes. That's the about. only difference. Yeah. X eyes artist. Um, that is cause. That's right. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a uh, uh, Bobby in the chat says with Board Eight Yacht Club, you have free use of IP if you own it. With CryptoPunks, you don't have the rights. Right. You know, which is interesting. Okay. Like, I, I, fe- I, wasn't there like a back and forth with them? You know, like people there was saying that, that happened. Yeah. Board Apes were better specifically because you know you could use the IP and CryptoPunks aren't because you can't. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just waiting for a board ape to send me to sell me Coca Cola. That's right. It's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. happen. Super Bowl. Yeah. I guarantee you, Sarah. Yeah, you're gonna have you. an ape. Yeah, advertising something. We will see several apes on uh, on the calling Super Bowl. it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm perfectly happy with my slim hoods. My slim hoods are doing well. I love my slim hoods. Yeah, my head yeah. five is doing great. I is valued it at point point oh one whatever. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. My slim None hoods, my I bought it at point, uh, 0.03, and now it's up to 0.147, which is good. Well, Whatever my which is at. What is crazy, though, is the floor was like next to nothing. It was like 0.001. Like, you could buy one for 30 bucks, and now they're up to like 600, which is cool. So, What do you got in uh, community drops? What do we got? Okay, yeah, so we got a couple in community drops. Um, first up, let's do Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson is dropping his uh, collaboration uh, unknown origin uh this is a really cool piece uh uh collaboration with uh what is it aka chombo but yeah uh really really cool stuff i love the liquid sims i love the i love it all melting together we should get him on to talk about this process we should of course we, we only had him on a couple weeks ago by That's a couple true. weeks i mean i mean six months six yeah. months right of <laughs> but yeah really good really good stuff i like it like it then uh next up i wanted to talk about uh this drop that uh gavin shapiro is doing uh which mm-hmm. is super cool I'm, I'm, I, I re- I'm really excited about this one um and i own one of his pieces so i'll get to yes. mint one a little bit early which is great you know i've i've been a big supporter of gavin shapiro's work for a really long time and i love the stuff that he does you know mm. um so he's doing a it's basically a you know a it, it's one of the it's designed to fit your Twitter banner, you know, versus like your Twitter profile picture, you know? And so there's, uh, there's five little penguins, you know, and there's five different versions of the penguins. Right. And so the, uh, uh, the rarity is based off of like poker rules. So if you get like five of a kind, that's worth Mm. more than three of a kind or a full house or something like that. So that's, that's really fun. I, I really like it. Um, the thing about it is that, you know, um, uh, he doesn't, it, it's not like this, this is all done for the art. It's not like, oh, there's a big, you know, we've got a big timeline of things that we plan to do with this. No, it's just about the art, you know, and that's, that's something that I really yeah. love as an artist, you know, like as an artist supporting artists through NFTs. I enjoy buying their work because I like to own the work. If it just so happens to sell for much more than what I paid for it, awesome, cool. I'm cool with that. But I like to I like to buy artists. I I, I like to support the artists that I have always you know followed. And Gavin's one of yeah. them, so I'm really excited <laughs> about this one. Yeah, we're gonna have to have him on again, and, and we ask do. Him yeah, it would be very interesting because I think <laughs> I think, think the, last time we we hadn't done it was right before like, his first yeah, drop, heard about. I believe. Yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah, really good stuff, really good stuff. What was the thing that Billy was doing this week, uh, participating in? 
I don't remember. Was it an Alex Marks thing? Oh, something? Uh, yeah, a the... Nest Graphics? It was doing or, something or with Nest. I mean, not Marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nest. Nest Graphics. Uh, Nest, Nest did a drop on sa- Saturday. Saturday, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I entered one of his drawings to try and get it, and it, it was like a $3,000 if you won the drawing. But it instantly was reselling for $17,000. You know, just insane. Mm-hmm. I mean... Alex is just he he's a crazy good artist you know I, I love his work yeah. so but yeah I think Billy had a key from that you know if you're a key holder then you get a, a advanced like you know chance to buy one of the things or you get into a drawing but he actually sniped the uh the the first edition of that set from someone who was selling it off of coin uh off of OpenSea it's cool Oh, one specific thing about the Gavin Shapiro one that you you, uh-huh. you need to know. So if you're if you're an owner of a Gavin Shapiro uh, uh, piece, like on Nifty Gateway or somewhere, you'll need to transfer it at, uh, transfer it to your wallets, like a MetaMask wallet or something, in order to be able to mint it. Because whatever wallet you're using to mint with, it needs to be in there. They need to be able to see it, and that won't work if you just have it in Nifty Gateway. So right. I transferred mine this morning. Worked great. Didn't have a problem at all. So it's always nerve wracking, though. Extremely nerve wracking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to lose my my Gavin thing. Uh, another thing about Gavin, um, I'm, I I can probably put in the show notes, but he he did those zootropes, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, released the uh, STL files for him. So like you can actually oh, download nice. the 3D printed files for a zootrope, so you could make your own, which is really cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So. Pedro, uh, that's you, all I got for the drop. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just mm, asking Pedro if he had NFTs. What are you doing? Sorry, on? just hit the microphone. Um, no, I do not. I have never minted anything. Um, I sort of looked into it at the beginning of this year when it, I mean when the bus started going about right mm-hmm. um, towards the last uh, few months of last year as well. And uh, yeah, I looked into it, and uh, I think. Maybe the guy's prices <laughs> made me think about it twice. Also, because yeah. the fact that as a full-time art, an art I was going to say artist, but I consider myself a designer, to be honest. Okay. I don't think I I'm... Like that. Yeah, I, I don't think I, of myself as an artist. I'm a designer. Perhaps when I work on my personal projects, you mm-hmm. can say I'm an artist because I'm expressing yeah. my mm-hmm. own ideas and such. So mm-hmm. then, right. yeah, I would, say, I would use the term artist. But um, again, no, I, I don't have any... NFTs. I've made stuff that I thought, oh, maybe I could mint this one day. But just having playing play arounds with cinema. But mm-hmm. I don't know. To be fair, is um, I'm a little bit skeptical about the the use of um, of NFTs in in the art world. Still, like, I mean, really? I, I see the utility. I see the utility. Right. It's just that I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical towards what the art world has become so quickly. I guess it's probably due to my personality. When I see something revolutionary, I tend to be Mm -hmm. skeptical and see where things go and what time makes of it rather than jump in straight away and go like, oh yeah, this is the the absolute best thing that has happened since (laughs) Coca-Cola. Totally. (laughs) You know? I get that. Um, I'm a bit skeptical, that's all. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, if it's given opportunities to people who couldn't sell their work mm-hmm. um, or I don't know, or people who don't have the possibility to work 
at a studio or as a freelancer that as mm-hmm. just having a this new source of income i think it's great it's great for the industry great for everyone you know it's yeah. um I, it's fantastic I said one day maybe you. one day one day yeah, yeah i yeah. sent something to matt i think on tiktok i think i sent it to you the other day i don't know if you watched it uh, I watch all your TikToks. It's, it's all talking about hundred that you send me every day. <laughs> Sorry, it's <Sorry. laughs> all right. Um, the the thing about anything digital is, in general, they tend to do better than the analog version. You did send me that did. one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, I'll try and put that in the show notes. Is there, is it was a interesting? Good. It was an interesting talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I have yeah. one question actually. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Um, yeah. So <laughs> when you buy an NFT. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you that, that's a as I understand it, that's a um, ownership contract is what you get. Sure. Yes, but mm-hmm. do you get the usufruct as well? D- the like the, the as a, as a fruct, usufruct, the uh, basically the possibility to use it however you will. So, for example, when you buy a house, yeah. you buy a house and you can live in it if you want to. You may as well flip it if you will, mm-hmm. but you can live in it. I think that Meaning, depends. I think that depends on whatever rights the contract initially, right? yeah, set up in yeah. the contract. So oh, okay, so contracts yeah. vary. Like as for well. example, the board apes, you can use the intellectual property right. as long as you are yeah. the owner. Versus like the CryptoPunks, you cannot. Like you can't use them for anything more than I think your profile picture. So I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I don't know. One day. Oh, oh, oh look oh. who it is! <laughs> here it is. Hey, Matt. What's up, Dorpy? Hey, Pedro. Hey, Dorpy. I just got back from the uh, MoGraph meetup in L.A. Yeah. I went out afterwards, and I experienced the rave scene of California, and I I got a little bit carried away. Mm -hmm. I almost rover-dosed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so, one was so good. T- that was I good. Totally I liked it. Almost missed my flight back. Uh-huh. I had to catch a ride on a pug boat. Pug boat. Okay. That's why it took me so long to get back here. I uh, just got here just in time to check out the new Matrix demo. I love Neo because we both have shiny coats. Shiny. Oh. Okay. okay. Bye. All right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a bad one to end on. I didn't write that one. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. oh How man. in advance do you write them? This one I wrote last week. I forgot last oh. week. I forgot yeah. last week to do it. We were out, I know. It was, it was a great show. episode of like, The Drop, oh wasn't it? <laughs> man, nobody likes Dorpy. Poor Dorpy. Oh, man. Aww. All right. Um, well, if anyone, if any listeners have any NFTs you want us to shill on the show, feel free to send us uh, information, info at MoGraph.com, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll show it on the show. So, Totes. Yeah. Uh, let's get out of here. Let's get back to the, the regular show. The drop. Drop, drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? Drop. This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> Y'all, he just turned on the, uh, the, the pool, like you know uh thing. filtration yeah. yeah and turned on the waterfall and like the yeah. little fountain thing and are you so watching I'm, it like, on video or watching something it on my <laughs> on my uh my security camera i can't wait to go outside and take video yeah, so big excited. brother <laughs> yeah the, the 40 degree weather showed up just i know in time. what's funny is like so i put my little my little duck thermometer in the water you know as I, as i was filling it up and it was like you know it was like 80 degrees the other day so the water was like 68 70 degrees it's like oh i could swim in that and then the very next day it goes down to 30 <laughs> it's like <laughs> all right 
I guess I'm not hmm. swimming. Not until... Uh, not until you heat it. Not until I heat it, which I can. Yeah. I can. I asked him. I said, will this heat the pool? He said, yeah, that'll heat the pool. So nice. spend a lot of money to heat the pool. And that electricity bill, though. Yeah. And the gas yeah. bill. The gas bill is more expensive because it's natural mm-hmm. gas that's uh, heating oh, it. Oh, that's what's heating it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So hmm. whatever. Pedro, thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Oh, it's my pleasure. I mean, thank yeah. you for having me. It's uh, it's been great, and uh, after being a listener for so many years, it's it's great. It's almost funny to be here talking to you. So great, yeah. thank you for having me. No, you me. need to get in the get in the Discord. Yeah, man. Come, come hang out with us. Yeah, Discord. You know, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Even if you just you know turn it on and and mute yourself if you got to work, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll drop by more often. Fun to yeah, have some company. Yeah, yeah, I only joined the Discord maybe a couple of weeks ago or something. It's, uh, but yeah, I'll drop by more often. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, if people want to find you online, uh, where can they uh, find you? Website and such. EdgerRamos.co.uk. I have my work there. Um, I'm active on Instagram and Twitter um, at PDR underscore Ramos. Um, yeah, sometimes I post tests, uh, style frames of personal projects and that sort of stuff. Um, most of the stuff that I post or publish on my website is personal projects or personal um, little tests um, and, and such. Uh, if you want to see more of my professional work, some of it is on my website as well, but also drop by territorystudio.com. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah. Cool. A lot of NDA stuff, guys. A lot of NDAs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the problem with ours. Like, you know, we haven't yeah. updated our reel in a couple of years, all because all the work that we've been doing is NDA. Yeah. Is, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's paying the bills. It's fine. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review. Helps get our ratings up. Your podcatcher of choice and whatnot. You can mm-hmm. uh, subscribe to our newsletter, which goes out monthly we sent one out uh, last week with all the uh, holiday updates and things mm-hmm. in it you can say you've been there done that got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee the paul bab feel the bab 2020 shirt all the profits from that go to doctors without borders you render things t-shirt hoodie long sleeve tee the that render is fire shirt which you're only allowed to wear ironically unless you're unless shams, unless you're shams. yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> And uh, the MoGraph Blandishment shirt. Check that out. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, MoGraph.com. Come talk to us. Subscribe to us on the things. And uh, we'll see you around the interwebs. Yeah. Awesome. That about wraps it up. So until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. I'm Pedro. Have a good one. Later, yo. See yo. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SeaGraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. we got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. 
Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it. We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.